Hello, and welcome to the Running Hook Podcast, hosted by Alex Burr, a member of the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to the Alex and Dylan Basketball Power Hour. I am once again joined by my co-host, Dylan Hughes. Dylan! This is going to be known as the Rodion's Kirk's trade one day, don't you think? I mean, how could it not be, man? Like, we've been waiting for this blockbuster for so long. Everyone's been trying to get him out of Brooklyn. It finally happened. I'm really excited about it. And it, it's just a wonderful day, you know. Rodion's Kirk's is just is out of Brooklyn. The time has come. Hey, hey, it's, hey, hey. Welcome hey. into the battleground. Oh! Oh, yeah, baby. The Running Hooks debate show. What, what is this? We've been invaded, Dylan Hughes. <laughs> JD, I'm give us the intro. Come on. Come on. You can't, you, can't be, you can't be talking stuff. You can't be talking sports, basketball debates without us. Come on, AB. You know better. What you thought this was? Don't you know in the blue corner you have my man that's too legit to quit? The one who's from the Black Gate of Ohio State, Bryce Shaddy. And in the red corner, you got Mr. Hot Stuff that just can't get enough from Gary, Indiana and J.D. Hall. And the best moderator, the operator who ain't afraid of not one alligator, Zach Griffith. Okay, okay. I think we can make a compromise. Why don't we do this together, boys? Why don't we're we're all part of a family? Why don't Why don't we just do this together? I'm down for it. I'm down for it. (laughs) Dylan Hughes, back to the softballs. Is was that is was that a good you know starting intro for your JD Hall intros? That works for me, man. It works. <laughs> so, in case you couldn't tell, Dylan and I alluded to it in our softball intro. We have a we have a big pod today. We're gonna have some some extra help coming later on, but we're here to discuss that big James Harden trade that happened, and it was huge. There was a lot of a lot of fucking elements to this James Harden trade. So James Harden is going to Brooklyn. That is first and foremost. He's the only piece going to Brooklyn, and then Karis LeVert is going to Indiana because he was rerouted from Houston for Victor Oladipo. And Houston's also getting, they're getting, ah, God, this is going great already. They're getting Dante Exum. Maybe I should have said it was the Dante Exum trade. Rodion's Karuks, three Brooklyn first rounders, one Milwaukee first, and they're getting four Brooklyn first round swaps. And then the Cavaliers are involved in this trade and they're getting Jarrett Allen and Torian Prince. So guys, I want to hear what you all have to say. But I'm throwing the ball to Bryce Shaddy for a James Harden clear out. Bryce, go to town. What do you have to say about this trade? Oh man, I have I have I've caught so much heat from from people on the on on this network, on pods, on the record, off the record for all this hate that I give James Harden. And look what it's gotten you. He's gone. The Houston dynasty or dynasty is over. Sure, they got close to beating the Warriors. Close. They didn't beat them. They didn't. They didn't. And now he's gone. Daddy Daryl couldn't save him. He didn't bring him to the Sixers. So he's unhappy. gone to the Nets to go play with Katie and Kyrie. Good luck, Bubba. Hey, I hope you get in shape. I hope everything goes well with you. But I don't like to say I told you so, guys. But I told you so. I told you so, and I'm going to enjoy every minute of it. I love it. I love it. The Rockets team is over. This is done. Uh, James Harden, it's time to move on, Bubba. Warriors fan Bryce Shaddy always knew it was in you. Dylan Hughes, going back to you. Last week, you totally railed against the Brooklyn Nets defense. Do you think that swapping out James Harden for Torian Prince is going to improve their defense? <laughs> Listen. Here, here's my biggest problem, Alex. We just – this is perfect timing because we just talked about the Nets last week. And listen, the the defensive difference between Jarrett Allen and DeAndre Jordan is massive. Like, Clint Capella was feasting on DeAndre Jordan. I love Clint Capella, but come on. 
And I I have his cleaning the glass pulled up, you know. Typical for us. Of course. And the Nets with DeAndre Jordan on the floor are minus 20.8 this season. And uh, I think that's, you know, because it's going to become pretty uh, evident when they have literally no other centers on the roster except for Nicholas Claxton, who I think is hurt. The Jeff so, Green disrespect. Yeah. Well, listen, they're giving up 150 points a game. That's that's my take. But does it matter if they score? I'll, I'll go to JD. JD, does it matter if they give up 150 points a game if they score 160? Definitely matter. Um, I'm going to be honest. Now you got Kyrie Irving and James Harden playing defense for you. Now, don't get me wrong. Kyrie going to try. Won't do well. He'll try. And James Harden, we got to wait till what? The playoffs to we see him in shape? Probably. That picture was bad. The picture. Um, and this is the thing. I've been watching Houston almost every game. Uh, man, like the scoring talent that they're going to have going to be next level. But is James Harden going to be willing to play without the ball as much? I, I think I think that with the way that he play, it don't matter how much that they score. They not winning. And and this is the biggest thing. And Brooklyn showed you in the games that they've won, one of their biggest things was sharing the ball. They shared the ball. You just got the biggest ball stopper in the league on your team. And I don't I, – I, I don't, I don't think they're going to get the 160. Harden got to put up his 40 to let you know that he's James Harden. So where does that leave two other elite scorers? Kevin Durant go get his. But what about Kyrie? It's an excellent question. Um, I'll go to Zach next. I'm just going to pass the ball around the key like the Nets won't be doing. Um, <laughs> it's a good point. It's a good point. <laughs> Zach. It's an it's an overused expression. There's only one basketball, but it just like it seems to me that there isn't going to be enough touches for what everyone wants. Like Katie's going to want to score, Kyrie's going to want to score. It seems to me if this is going to work, Katie's going to have to be the third option playoff ball. And I don't know, I don't know if he wants to do that. Look on this network, I've been maybe the most staunch hardened advocate. <laughs> But uh, I can't. I can't defend how he went about his business the past couple months. I, I can't. I can't do it. I'll defend him as the player, but Harden as uh, the locker room guy. Can't, I can't do it, AB. I can't. <laughs> I can't defend him. But <sighs> look, the Nets. Nets win this trade. They win this trade. They get the best player in the trade. But I have a take. This will not be the last trade the Nets make. Ah, oh, we will see Kyrie Irving on the move later in the season. Dylan ah. Hughes is nodding his head oh. in agreement. I think that may be true, but Zach, this let let me. If you let, tell me the Cavs no, won this trade, you're no, kidding. Yourself. Let me tell you something, Zach. <laughs> let me tell you something, because you get this confused every time oh. we bring up James Harden. <laughs> Stop associating him with wins. Let's let's stop doing that. First of all, second, how many times have he got with who he wanted to play with? How many teammates has he made unhappy? How many times have he played with so many people that he just needed to play with, and it was unsuccessful? And you gonna say the Brooklyn Nets won his trade? Well, look, they look. might they might have just lost it when they picked him up. Look, you can't bring you can't bring in. James Harden and expect to win. I'm sorry. He only plays one style. I don't see it changing. Listen, they better make some more trades. They better make some more trades because I'm sorry to tell you this. But if James Harden don't change his style of play, which I'm sure he won't, Kevin Durant go get him shipped out of there. Look, going back that's, to your that's point KD team. Don't associate Harden with wins. Brooklyn might not have won that trade if James Harden was involved. Go back to your point here. He's going to have to change because Durant is the best player on the team. And if Harden wants to stay there and they want to win, 
He's going to have to change, J.D. I, uh, I remember Houston giving him everything he asked for. And now he's the unhappy one. How are you unhappy when you called the shots for so many that. years? I'm not defending that. I can't defend that. He got Chris, Chris Paul left. Whatever uh, James wants. Get, get rid of Chris Paul and bring in Westbrook. Let's Whatever do that. We're going to win. We're going to win. It's Daryl Morey's fault. I, I can't even just blame Daryl Morey. The club it's, it's scene was on another fault. level. It's majority his fault. But <laughs> guess what? James Harden got what he wanted every time. And what did he get the most to say that I was great all season? He didn't win the ring. How? Chris Paul gave him everything. Oh, he did. He shipped Chris Paul out to get Westbrook. <laughs> Westbrook comes in, and, and this your best friend now. Your best friend look happier on a team that can't win. Like, you you telling me you even happier to play in Washington than to play with James Harden? But Zach Griffith, that's damning. I, I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't see Westbrook smile this much last season at all. I seen him smile more in 10 straight losses than he did in more in, in the little streak that Houston had last season when they won 12, 13 <clears> straight <throat> and he was putting up 31. I didn't see him smile that cute. much then. It was cute. It is It is damning, but I'm not defending that side of it. I'm not defending that side of it. I'm just saying as a player, you can't deny James Harden is a top six or ten player. He, he definitely top ten. Definitely top ten. But yeah, to the playoffs. <laughs> JD, I'm, I'm gonna get us back on the tracks a little bit here. I'm gonna throw it back to Dylan. I'm gonna throw it to Bryce before we move on to the next team. My, so my Dylan, man, man. Dylan, to, to take it in a direction that our pod is very familiar with. PJ Tucker, were the Nets <laughs> foolish for not demanding that PJ Tucker be included in this trade? You know, Alex, I'm going to go through, by the time PJ Tucker is traded, I'm going to go through our podcast and our text messages and see how many teams you tried to get this man onto. And to be fair, but, I'm only trying for one aggressively. And okay. everyone in this call knows it. That's to uh, the Heat with Kyle uh, Lowry. That's, right. that's, oh, that's what I gosh. want. It's never going to happen. <laughs> but continue, that is fair. You've been pining for the Heat more than anyone. But, I mean... You know, like you're you're already giving up so much for Harden, and I mean, we saw what they got for Covington. Like they wouldn't get that much for Tucker, but they could get a nice haul too. And for that to work, you'd probably have to throw another team in. It it wouldn't have, it would have been tough. And you know, obviously depth is going to be a bit of a problem. But I was nodding very aggressively to Zach's take about the Kyrie trade. Because I don't see – like, there's no way Kyrie stays on this team. I just don't – I don't see it at all. Like, I don't see how those three could work. And, like, we know Kyrie. Like, he's going to find something to get mad about. And, I mean, I think they should just take advantage or, like, step in front of – before he demands a trade or whatever, just just get him out of there and, like, shore up your depth. And Sean as Marks. we saw last night, Alex, Bruce Brown is the starting point guard of the future, Okay. Just plug him in, get some bench pieces, get your, come on, get your come on. back. Wow. <laughs> okay, you guys you guys don't listen very closely because Dylan and I are very much on the I, Bruce Brown train. We yeah, love I know. Bruce Brown. Look, look, I know. Look, he I was got smiling it. when he said it. He couldn't even say he it. Was because, no, no, no. He was smiling because he knew it was the truth. Because <laughs> we both love we love Bruce Brown. I don't, like Bruce so, Semi ironically. Dude, he plays 13 minutes a game. You barely see him. Bruce Brown <laughs> is the least known Brown in history. That's definitely not true. <laughs> Brown's a very common last name. People hear more about Sterling Brown than Bruce Brown. That's not true. <laughs> that might be true. That Ster- might be true. Sterling Brown's stock went up when he got beat up by the police. Okay, JD, that's <laughs> that's the that's the highlight of his career. Tell me, Bruce's. <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't call that a highlight for Sterling Brown, JD. He he was in the news for something. What is Bruce Brown? Again, um, I would not call that a highlight, but you know, agree to disagree, my friend. I'm I'm just saying. Everybody, Fine highlight. Every everybody found out about Sterling Brown from that situation. Tell me where Bruce did. 
Ah, damn, JD. He played in Detroit. <laughs> in the heat. Wow. He played in Detroit. AB wasn't ready for that. <laughs> no. How could I be? I'm just saying it was. I used it in a uh for a freaking project before to talk about police brutality, and I was just looking to see what other superstars, because we know the Bennett brother had it in NFL. I said, hmm. When did the NBA have that? Stanley Brown, boom. I said, okay, didn't know him. But you telling me Bruce Brown? Well, J.D., you're bringing it up in an entirely different context now. God damn. I'm just saying people know Sterling Brown more than Bruce Brown. And Bruce Brown is somebody we're going to discuss. I think Bruce Brown is better than Shamit, but we're not going to have that conversation. Oh, now I, no, that's, oh, I know. I think, oh, I've seen, you, Justin, I that's why the, I'm not going to have it. Hey, the, I have a request, AB. Can we talk about it from the Pacers? Hold, side? hold on, hold on. We we will talk about it from the Pacers side, but <laughs> it looks like we have we have, <laughs> we have someone <laughs> who is joining the Zoom, Devin Voss. Oh, a, a top How's member. How's it going? I've been. My heart's been. Uh, been lost since you know monday at like eight o'clock you know first first half of that game uh my life has been uh pretty much done since then so what a way to kick off my nba season (laughs) not other than a trade (laughs) i mean real talk guys i don't we didn't discuss this but this is probably the biggest in-season trade since in terms of like star power probably since the mellow trade like unless there's one that's sooner than that Porzingis? You count, maybe but i don't think porzingis Big, is quite on that level zing, zing. bigger than zing zing yeah i would uh, uh, i thought the reggie bullock trade sent shockwaves to the <laughs> nah, <world>. here we <laughs> go would you so when when is oh, it since oh, jimmy butler jd 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 Oh, Jimmy Butler. Yeah, Jimmy Butler. Since Jimmy to Philly. Okay. Devin, say what you were saying again. (laughs) When is James Harden going to be happy? This man has been given the world. He's going to the Nets with another quote-unquote best friend. When is he going to realize things are different? This is not Oklahoma City. (laughs) Bryce Shaddy, I'll I'll throw it to you. (laughs) Oh, boy, oh, boy. You know, Voss, you you were – He's right. I mean, look, how many best friends you got? Because you are quickly losing them. <laughs> like, like it, it is evident that you he is running out of friends in this league. The only guy that is truly his best friend is Daddy Daryl. I thought you were going uh, to say Ronald McDonald. He seems to be pretty tight with yeah, Ronald McDonald. Yeah, yeah, he seems to be him and the king. Him and the king, you know. <laughs> Get along just fine, I see. Y'all got it all wrong. Is strippers and single dollar bills. <laughs> oh, Washington. No. James Harden is throwing nothing less than a hundred. That man is a multimillionaire. Come on now. Have some oh, respect, he gave, he gave, oh, who, oh no. He, he gave little oh. baby what, like a hundred G's? A hundred G's, who, baby. Who gives who a rapper and a, and a hundred and a hundred honey buns? This is yeah, birthday. What? And, he Why? Ga- and he gave him all his honey buns. Birthday present. If that isn't the most rich person behavior I've ever seen. I don't know what is birthday present. You give a guy who's Personally, already rich a hundred grand. Oh yeah, it. I don't need it here. Lil you might baby be able is, to use it. Let's be fair here. Lil baby is not it. James Harden rich. I loved okay. it. Fine, he's making plenty of money though. AB, yeah, that's he, also fair. Come he, on. He, I mean, I could have used the I could have used the honey bun, James. I I love you, James Harden. Please send me money. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Bryce, continue on that. Us. Continue on that tangent that you were about to go on with. With Daddy Daryl, as you like to call him. Yeah, Daddy Daryl, man. That's uh, that's James Harden's caretaker, right? He gave him everything he wanted. He pampered him. He brought in all the players he wanted. He got the coach he wanted. He gave him the play, the place he wanted, right? You, you got what you wanted. You got your MVP that you wanted. You got it all. You didn't get no chip, though. No wins. Fine, great. AB, you always you always fight me. You're like, oh, they were the second winningest team in, in regular season the past what decade? 14 years. 14 years. Who cares? Who cares? You have nothing to show for it. You have nothing to show for the Rockets run that you had. Congrats. Yes, he do scoring titles. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Remember when people actually cared about scoring titles? The greatest regular season scorer since Michael Jordan. That's cool. To, to be fair, Daryl was like 
a hype man that he was like the most annoying hype man ever just because he was always like oh he's the best he might be the greatest offensive player of all time and we all knew that was bullshit well chamberlain exists right even if you know whatever arguments you want to use against Wilt chamberlain whatever i don't really care i mean props to daryl though for for staying fast on on the sixers roster that he had i mean ben simmons and joel Embiid are working right now why why would you risk bringing in james harden and messing all that up. So I applaud Daryl Morey here. Thank you for being a good GM and not bringing in this cancer of a player to to infect another team once again. Thank you, Daryl Morey. Thank you. I mean, so, okay, real quick. Devil's advocate here for Daryl Morey because we saw what he did last year for Russell Westbrook. Well, Bryce thinks he's a horrible GM, so, you know. That's well, it. he was. We'll talk about Houston a little later. Oh but so, my. So, no, something tells me Tillman Portita had something to do with how many draft picks they threw to <laughs> threw to Oklahoma City. <laughs> uh, You're not. I I am just. I'm gonna rail on the the Rockets later. I almost said the Texans because the Texans deserve scoring too. It's not a great time for teams in Houston. No, be the enemy and be done with it. Yeah, but they're not going to do that because they're stupid. Um, so I think we touched on everything we wanted to touch on about the Marvin Nets. Lewis. Since this is a mostly indie-based podcast, I count one, two, three, four Pacers fans on the Zoom. Um, let's talk about the Indiana Pacers. They got Karis LeVert, and I believe they got a Houston hey, Rockets. Vic. <laughs> they got a Houston Rockets second rounder for Victor Oladipo. Um, Devin Voss, since you just hopped in the Zoom, I will start with you. How are you feeling about your Pacers trading Victor Oladipo for Karis LeVert? Not going to lie, I actually like this trade. I think I think it fits both ways. We all know Vic won it out. I think nothing was going to change throughout the season. Uh, you know, he's definitely going to he's definitely going to leave in free agency, so you might as well try and get something for him and wow, this trade sparked perfect timing. I think I think Levert fits pretty well here. I think uh, you know, we get there's a player entering his prime uh, preparing to to take over some scoring duties that perhaps he didn't really get a chance to do um, in a fully functional team uh, until until hopefully this season. So, uh, I mean, I, I think it's a really good fit. I think he's he's someone that can blossom into a primary scorer for this team uh, eventually coming down the road. So uh, it'll it'll be a minute, I think. Uh, but I feel like the transition will be pretty quick, and I think he's he's going to fit pretty well in this team. All right, Zach and Bryce are both shaking their heads for various reasons and smiling. I think I want to, I think, Bryce, no offense, Zach is laughing. I want to hear what Zach has to say. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> but, but Devin, Sham said he wants to stay. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, but, but Sham said his, uh, his look. best friend, James. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Laverne is awesome, and uh, I know we're not on the battleground, but I'm going to have a little call-out corner here. Ryan, Ryan Gregory, noticeable absence here on the Zoom, probably because he has no proof that Old Depot is better than uh, Laverne, but I love this fit. Where's your proof that he is? For us. Okay. <laughs> I love this fit for us. <laughs> Zach just totally clawed right okay. over that. <laughs> <laughs> Love this fit for us. Great playmaker. You know, we needed another one of those. All we really have is uh, Brogdon. Sabonis to some degree, but Brogdon. Uh, I love the fit. It's, I can't wait to watch this team with Levert. I think he's going to blossom. I, I love it. I love it. I don't know what else to say. We, get, we, don't have to, we don't have to worry about Vic. Is he coming back? Is he staying? It's, that's over with. I love it. All right, I'm going to go to Dylan, then Bryce. Dylan, your boy TJ Warren and TJ... And Karis LeVert, do you like that combo on the wings for the Pacers? You know, I've been wanting LeVert for a while, and it was funny because I was away from my phone when this trade actually happened, and I was watching the Nets-Nuggets game from last night, and LeVert was just getting into the paint with ease and scoring. I'm like, man, I really want this dude on the Pacers. Literally within minutes, I go check my phone, and he's on the Pacers, so – um, I was pretty excited do that more about, often. Yeah, I, I guess I have to. <laughs> um, so I was pretty excited about it. Um, I'm interested to see the lineups that Bjorken's going to run here because, I mean, this team is full of like really good creators. And I mean, if you look at numbers like 
Levert is much better on the ball. Like he shoots half of his or half of his shots are pull up shots. So, and and if you really watched Brooklyn this year, like he was he was coming off the bench, so he didn't really have to share the ball with Kyrie and uh, KD much. So I'm pretty interested to see how that works. Um, I mean, he very well could like share ball handling duties with Sabonis and then have Brogdon play off the ball a bit more. I think that's maybe how they're going to try to do it. But I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up um, playing with the bench unit, uh, similar to what he was doing in Brooklyn. But yeah, like when Warren comes back too, like that's just another guy that's going to need the ball. So like talent wise, I'm really happy about the fit. Um, But it's going to be interesting to see, you know, who who's going to have to take a little step back um, as far as ball handling. And yeah, Bryce, just in general, because you are you are a huge Pacers homer. I don't yes. think you'll take I don't think you'll take offense to me admitting this. How happy are you that you know? So okay, Victor Oladipo is bound to be a free agent this year. Yeah. Karis Levert still has a couple of years left on his contract. Does it bring you some sense of relief that you aren't going to lose that production from Vic and just have? You have replaced it, basically. And I'm not going to comment on whether or not he's better because I don't feel like it right now. But Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, here's the thing. When the Pacers have made uh, have traded away, you know, established players, right, it always seems like we get the shaft, you know. Like, we we, we traded Paul George. We we didn't think Victor Oladipo was going to be what he, w- what he is now. We really didn't know about Sabonis because they basically stuck him in the corner and says, hey, when Russ throws you the ball and you're open, shoot a three, which is not his game whatsoever. So we had no idea. We know what we're getting with Karis LeVert, which makes me so, feel so much better. Like, it's bittersweet for me. I love Vic. I love what he did for our team, uh, you know, the year that he he had his coming out party was just a phenomenal year. It was a lot of fun as a Pacers fan. Great memories. Right. But now, but now, you know, we, things have come full circle. We traded Karis LeVert on draft night for Thaddeus Young. And guess what? He's back. It, we, we basically just loaned him out. We loaned him out for a few years and now he's back. But I love the flexibility that LeVert brings us, right? He's a two or three, uh, two or three guard. Um, the guy averages six assists, by the way. This season. Mm -hmm. So you get another guy who's going to be a playmaker who can score, dish the ball when he needs to. I feel like, you know, with the with with the exception of TJ Warren, who's getting better offensively and just scoring. But you have playmakers all around the perimeter with Sabonis, Brogdon and uh, and now Karis LeVert. All right, Zach, you're laughing about something. So I'm going to throw it to you. Then I'm going to throw it to J.D. I'm laughing because there always seems to be an incompetent franchise roped into every big trade, and here we have the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> we'll talk about uh, the Cav- we'll talk about the Cavs in a second. Yeah, in a second. I, I think the Rockets are the incompetent organization here, but nonetheless, JD, you're not as high on this trade for the Pacers as the Pacers fans are, which makes sense. No, 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 no. That's not true. All right, explain it to me then. Explain your position then, that's, JD. That's that's definitely not true. I actually like the trade. The hmm. problem is, it seems like people are acting like Vic. What wasn't just the guy they was just, oh, he's he's getting better again. He's looking good and all this and that. And now, well, he's not a consistent three-point shooter. It's either hit or miss. Well, that's every guy. You either go make the shot or you go miss the shot. Then it's, oh, well, we we wanted him to stay. He didn't want to stay. So what was the extension offer? What was the extension offer? That's what, fair. We thought he, what he thought he was you, worth. You valued, you valued him so much when he was healthy. He get hurt. Okay. You're going to give him a max? Uh, oh. You want to give him a max? I mean, did he just make y'all relevant again? Did, did, would you give him a max? That was to, the question. To be, to be fair, Bryce, they did offer him a contract that was worth less than the one he was currently on. I can, I can understand why that's insulting. I mean, what? Let, let's be honest. When Paul George left, everybody felt Indiana was left with a young team that probably was going to have to rebuild around Vic. Vic came and instantly made an impact. But as soon as he is traded for Levert, 
all is raining down from heaven. We got Karis LeVert. We was tired of Vic now. I'm just saying. J- just be that, That's not how it is. Y- y'all, y'all was oh, just y'all happy. Was just y'all was just happy. Y'all was just no. happy. Producer. That's not how it is. That's just happy he was I, producer. He putting up good numbers. <laughs> they playing good. I mean, I like Karis LeVert. I always have. But but don't don't sit here and act like now that Vic no. not on the team. I'm no, gonna give Let's, him the Paul George treatment. We are not gone. We're not rejoicing. Oh, I can't tell. Let, let me hear what De- I want to ah. hear what Devin has to say. I want to hear what Devin has to say. No, no, we're we're definitely dude. I am one of the biggest not Vic you, Homer. Not you. I'm one of the big, I know. I, I'm a big Vic Homer. I loved everything that he did for the city. The fact that he even embraced the city. I mean, yeah, figures that you know he went to uh, Indiana and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely. I mean, I'm not necessarily rejoicing at all. I, I just think it's better for both the the franchise and him because, yeah, exactly. He was lowballed an offer uh, that was quite frankly insulting, and I don't blame him for being insulted by it. And I feel like that's that's the thing that kind of fractured their relationship. And so, yeah, I definitely. That's why I think it's a great great fit for Houston as well because I mean, yeah, they're going to be tanking soon, but uh, I think I think Wall and uh, Wall and him are going to be a decent, you know, fun type of duo to watch. But besides the point, yeah, I, I just like I just like the whole, you know, get Levert in, uh, get Vic out, and kind of just the better for both sides type of thing. I want to ask Dylan Hughes one last on-brand Alex and Dylan basketball power hour question, and that is, Dylan Hughes, are you glad that a player from your hated Indiana Hoosiers is off your beloved Indiana Pacers? <laughs> Listen, once they get to the league, the hate the hate starts to fade a little bit, especially if they're going to play for the Pacers. Like, if OG was on the Pacers, I would be hype about that, you know? But, uh, you know, for other – I don't want to say I'm happy Vic's gone, but listen, just to build off of what JD said or to counter it, I guess, like, he had one really good season. That's what it was. Come on. Like, let's not act like he was an all-star level player for three years in a row. I mean, you know, and and he has injuries to blame, obviously. Like, he wasn't, you know, just kind of fell off the face of the planet or whatever. Like, he, he had injuries that were holding him back. And, you know, it did look like this season he was starting to get it back together. But he had clearly built up a number in his mind that he wanted. And I just don't think the Pacers felt like that number was was realistic for them. So they made the best trade for them. And like, that's, I think that's the only way you should really look at it. False. <laughs> False. I'm not saying it was a bad trade. As I stated before, good trade. I understand Vic wanted a certain number, but if you value them, work something out. Don't sit here and just act like he didn't do nothing. He had one really good season. Okay. He was an all-star. I mean, he, he brought something to Indiana that, Everybody was just bragging about Paul George thought he did this. Now look at OKC and look at what Vic has done with with Indiana. Paul George has nothing to show for it. Okay, y'all don't either. Nothing. I'm just I'm just saying. We're better without him. Yeah, sure. Because of up. Vic, right? Because of Vic, he gave right? Up, he gave up on us. I would too. <sighs> Embarrassing. I would too. What y'all do for them? This is embarrassing. What y'all do for them? We embrace him. We broke his leg. What y'all do for them players? We embrace him. You'd fit right in on the Clippers if you're giving up, JD. What, what, what y'all right do for them? What y'all do for them players? Gave him. Oh, oh, we we gave him. We give, gave him all the love in the world when he came back from a freaking broken leg. It okay, was snapped okay, in oh, half. Okay, let, less cheers than Lance Stevenson. Okay, okay. What, what about what about uh, Vic? What y'all do for Vic? <laughs> What y'all do for to keep him, but we weren't willing to overpay for him. Overpay for him? Yeah, he wanted a max deal, JD. Are you going to give him a max? I'm not going to give him what y'all offered. Would you give him a max, bro? Like I said, if y'all value him, try to work. You're it not out, see the answer is no. Avoiding, you're backing away from no, the question. Avoiding the question. Try to work. Avoiding the question. He just, he just came from a tour ACL. What? 
Okay, of course, then would of course you give I'm him not, a max deal? Of course I'm not giving him a max okay, deal. Okay, well, that's why we didn't do it. So I'm going to offer him less than what his current contract is? Okay, yes. okay, wait, wait, wait. So we're so, going okay. to go backwards for the for the only reason y'all was bragging about the Paul George trade. He left us high and dry, and we got the better player out of it. We got Vic. He's an all-star. He's this. He's that. Pandemic P. We got Sabonis. But, yeah. Uh, Sabonis is great, but I'm just saying, at first, we weren't talking about Sabonis. We was talking about Vettel Oladipo, the original All-Star. Sabonis did this win last season. Why? Vic was hurt. All I want, all I'm going to add is, JD, you're selling, you're selling Vic a little short. He was second team All-NBA that season. I would probably... So I'm just, selling him short. <laughs> oh, no. no. He no. only had one great season, Alex. I didn't say that. I mean, I, I may have said that in the past too, but I mean, it was it was a great season. I can, we can't deny it, but it's I, fair to wonder if it was an outlier. But still, I I definitely am more on your side of it, where I would have offered him maybe like four for a hundred, like I something just, like that. I I just hope Karis Levert does everything Vic did and more, because I like Karis Levert, and I Who hope doesn't? these pace I hope these Pacers fans get something to be happy about. I hope the Pacers everybody, fans name- everybody that they trade out, they for some reason diss them afterwards. I I hope the the Pacers fans want to name their children Karis LeVert. Karis LeVert Hughes, Karis LeVert Griffith, Karis LeVert Shaddy, and Karis LeVert Voss. We'd love to see it. But folks... And, and let's not forget this. Lollipops. <laughs> JD, that was unnecessary. Uh, <laughs> Zach, I'll, I'll let you help me out. You want to go... Do you want to do the Cavs next, or do you want to save them for last? No, they're, they're last. They're last. Okay. They don't okay. deserve any. So let's talk about the Rockets then. The Rockets... <laughs> I don't know if you could call it a haul. <laughs> it's something. <laughs> it's a fucking haul. That's what yeah. it is. It's a U-Haul of draft picks. It's not going to George Hall. It's a lot of draft picks, but I've said in the past, I don't know how I feel about draft picks. I think David Griffin's a tad overrated. That's just uh, they're me. a little overrated. Overrated. That's me. That's me. So the Rockets got, they got, obviously got Oladipo. They got Dante Exum, Rodion's Kuruks, and then this is the part where it gets wild. So you have the Brooklyn first rounders in 22, 24, and 26, and Milwaukee first in 22, which is going to be a bad pick, but whatever. It's an extra first. Four, and then four Brooklyn first round swaps in 21, 23, 25, and 27. So I'll start with Dylan Hughes since I haven't done that in a while. Um, Dylan Hughes, <laughs> just how do you feel about the Rockets? And I guess part two of that question is, should they have just gone younger? Or do you think it was right that they tried to avoid the luxury tax by getting Oladipo? Okay, well, we don't need to get started on, on their ownership and the, and, oh and the luxury tax. Filming poor Tita. I mean, like, if you have an actual opportunity to get Simmons, like, you take that. Because as you just said, those picks could be nothing. I mean, picks are the most overvalued asset in the league. Yeah, I agree. Like, Unless especially it's the top five. Yeah. Like, when you start throwing protections, which I'm sure they did, uh, it's – it's. I don't want to say they're useless, but, like, they're not they're not gold. I mean, they very well could be fool's gold, and, like, most likely they will, especially when you're trading someone like Harden. I mean, like – and, again, I don't know Philly's side of it, but – I mean, the, the earlier reports were Simmons and Tyrese Maxey, who Tyrese Maxey actually has played decent this season. Uh, I know he's kind of just a throw-in in that. But a Darren Fox type guy. They're trying yeah. to Maxey out his potential. No, we couldn't go one podcast. 15-second mute for you, Alex. 15-second Oh, fine. Fuck it. <laughs> but, I mean – it seemed obvious that he wasn't going to go to Philly just because it made too much sense for both sides. And I mean, you know, we already discussed how, how this could go for Brooklyn, but I mean, for the Rockets, like, I mean, there's a chance where you get a good season out of all deep, you resign him and it works out. But again, even if that happens, you better hope those picks work out. And like you have, you have control of Brooklyn's draft for a long time, but again, Brooklyn's probably going to be good for most of this period. Like those guys they have are, it's not like they're all 35. I mean, they're going to be around for a little bit longer. So I'm not a fan of it. 
I mean, obviously the Curix edition is is massive for them. <laughs> Just a plug and play type of guy, but outside of that, uh, it it could uh, it it could definitely backfire on them. I, honestly, Dante Exum was a guy they could have used the last couple of years, but I mean, Dante Exum, man, what a what a time! But we have another addition to the podcast, boys. That's right. Oh boy. Caleb Lynn, host of the Lynn Sanity Podcast, is here. My co Caleb- or my host. <laughs> Caleb my Lynn. Man, how okay. many hosts are in here? We have seven. Jeez. Seven people on this pod. We have we there's a lot of people on this pod. Uh, you know, I'm I'm happy to be a part of it. Uh, uh, I, 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 in general, I love these I've discussions. Because um, let me tell you, let me tell you. Uh, I came in on the discussion a little bit like in the middle of it, right? And I'm hearing all of them talk about the Pacers. You know, and, and Alex, if you don't mind me uh, Pick doing a team. this, there's a comparison that I want to make with the Pacers. Oh, Pick a team. God. Pick a team. The Pacers are like Jessica Simpson. Oh, Jessica Simpson God. dumps her husbands. What are we Dumps doing? her husbands in divorces the way the Pacers dump doing? their stars. What are you Thank talking you. about? What are we doing? Thank you, Caleb. No lawyer. They, they have the tendency what the hell? to act like the Nick Lackeys just come available. I believe uh, it's Nick Lachey, you, you, first of all. You, 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 he doesn't even know his name. I can say Nick <laughs> Lackey. I don't care. I don't he care. thought he was the pitcher for the Red Sox. <laughs> I don't care. Come on. I don't care. I can call him Nick Lackey. I can call him. I don't even care. Oh, he thought he was a Sky winner. Because my point is valid okay oh the key is God. the key is the pacers do think that use but a I'll, modern I'll, reference god damn it please come at, what if at i would show up with the relevant that was a great example please. now, that was, now a, that was a great example he's pretty much saying that just this like just ridiculous and the pacers they act like they can't even pronounce the name is this the now, only pod full of 22 and 21 now, year olds where they fucking or i guess some of us are 23 <laughs> where we're fucking mentioning jessica simpson what are we doing uh, here uh, tony uh, romo deserved better romo deserved better well, you should have said Crawford. like me you said Kylie Jenner or not Kylie Kendall. I felt like the Jessica Simpson one was more appealing, given the fact that the Pacers were better, possibly better in the mid two thousands and in the nineties. But look, when it comes to when it comes to when it comes to the Rockets, okay. Wow. In all seriousness, wow. I I really think um, that this is a great move overall. Um, you know, you, you obviously got to get off of Harden and, and they did that and they got a guy in Vic who, you know, maybe he's not a long-term guy for them, but it gives them the opportunity to potentially compete. It gives them the opportunity to potentially get in the playoffs. And at this point, like, I don't really know what uh, you're trying to do in Houston. And I think the general manager, uh, you know, and, and really the front office, I think they're going to execute a plan regardless if that they want to keep Vic or if they don't want to keep Vic. Uh, I think there's opportunities uh, for, for Houston to just go a lot of different ways. So, so to be honest with you, I think the idea of getting Vic is, is honestly, it's just a, a win-win situation. And, and I, I get what Hughes is saying with the draft picks, but I mean, when the Rockets are used to trading them out, like the freaking pennies, you put in a wishing well or something, you don't ever get the chance to pick them. So, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, like I, they got to do something, they got to do something. Uh, and, and they did that and, and getting the picks, I, I, even if they're not the, the top five or, or top 10 gold mine, I mean, we've been used to seeing a bunch of Rockets teams with very old rosters. It'll be interesting to see them try to in, in, you know, integrate all this youth and, and put it all together. So real, real funny side I saw today. So speaking of teams throwing away draft picks, the Brooklyn Nets, um, they've had between 2014 and 2027, they'll have had one Solid. draft pick that they actually use. <laughs> one of their own draft picks that they actually use. Would you, Bryce, I'll just throw it to you since you're, since you're laughing audibly. Yeah. Would you like to guess who that draft pick was? Yeah, I know who it is. I saw this stat. Uh, if you don't mind me playing spoiler, I'll do it for you. Go ahead. Like. Go ahead. It is Jarrett Allen. Uh, I, it, are we getting into this, AB? Are we getting not, into the last yet, team? Not okay, not yet. But, but this, oh, I, I want to ask. So I want to ask. I want to ask Devin Voss a question. I want to ask JD Hall a question, and then we'll. I'll let Zach just obliterate the Cavs. Um, Devin, so you. I know you are a big. I know you are a big, big John Wall guy. But how do you like the fit between Victor Oladipo and John Wall? I think it's I think it's going to be a good duo. You know, John Wall is obviously uh, he shares the ball. He's also uh, he also likes to to find his shots. I think that like <clears throat> overall, uh, as far as just a one-two duo, especially with their defense, 
I think they 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 have a lot of potential there um, to to be good um, together. So, yeah, I, I really like it. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say about that. <laughs> no worries. JD, same question to you. How do you like the Vic and uh, Wall pairing? I love the potential of it. Uh, two two-way guys that's aggressive on the defensive end, which is something Houston haven't had at all under the James Harden era. Um, I, I, I really just like it. Uh, John Wall is a pass-first guy. Victor Oladipo has been looking like he could get back to his scoring way, so the possibility of that, I like that. Um, then the Christian Wood effect, being able to play off both of those guys, I really like it. I think that they in a much better situation. They got somebody that I consider a complimentary piece to play alongside of John Wall. Yeah, it's an interesting trade for sure. Um, Exum is who he is. Kuruks, I mean, is I don't have any opinions on Kuruks personally. I so I know I have not been giving my opinions very much on this pod, but this is a disgrace for the Houston Rockets. Okay, and here's why. They had an opportunity, right? There's three doors. Dylan mentioned door A, which was getting Ben Simmons. Door B was keeping Karis LeVert, who's 26. So having Wall and LeVert on the same team, that's that's a pretty good duo, I would say. They chose door C, which was Victor Oladipo's expiring contract. They are not going to keep Victor Oladipo in Houston past this year. It's just not going to happen because Tillman Portita wants to save some money on the luxury tax. Same name. He had to take a loan out. He applied for the small business loans. He had to go ask Mr. President Trump that to give him some money because he couldn't afford to pay his bills. Boo-hoo. I can't afford to pay my bills. Do you think I could have a direct fucking line to the president? God damn it. No, it's ridiculous. He is. It's so frustrating because this man is supposedly one of the richest men in America. And I'm doing I'm doing a project for one of my classes, right, about owners. And I'm reading about Fertitta. You realize he is owning the Rockets by himself? He could take on partners. He does not have to own this whole thing himself. He had to take out a massive loan just to buy the goddamn team. Because he bought it, because the NBA is like, oh, we have to have it bought at a record price. So he bought it for $2.2 billion. And he's losing money hand over fist, especially because all of his business ventures are in are in hospitality. So like he owns hotels and restaurants. <laughs> Talk about a bad business to be in during a pandemic. Bad and, and I, but I have no sympathy for the guy because why would I, he tells his players to shut up. Like he wrote a book called shut up and listen. Like if you want to endear yourself to people, do the opposite of that. Okay. Do the opposite of telling people to shut up and listen. Cause that is just, you are not going to get people on your side that way. You are not going to win people on your side. That's frankly saying. And it pisses me off that this guy is going to fucking ruin the Rockets. The Rockets are one of the great franchises in the history of the league. Like genuinely speaking, I know they've only won two titles, but they've been so good. They've barely sucked. I honestly have to think about a time where they sucked. And that's part of that is because Daryl, Daryl is pretty dedicated to rebuilding without tanking. And he, he did a pretty good job of that, Bryce, even though you, you're not the biggest Daryl Morey fan, you have to admit, I'm not, but he did rebuild that tanking and fine for Tita. Can you give that nickname again, Bryce, real quick? Yeah. Daddy Daryl. That's daddy Daryl. Yeah. That's James Harden's poppy. Daddy Daryl. I feel so bad for Steven Silas. Like he does not, he he does does not not deserve this. Like he ran like Dylan knows this. They had the best offense in the history of the league last year in the in Dallas. And look at what the hand he's been dealt. This is he's never going to be hired as a head coach again because they're like, oh, look at this. He had was dealt a shitty hand and he couldn't do anything with it. No shit. It was a terrible hand. So I feel bad for Steven Silas. I feel bad for Raphael Stone because he's not dealt a good hand, particularly good hand either. Um, Daryl obviously had enough power to get up, get the fuck out of there when he wanted to. And he wisely did that and is now working for someone who hopefully will grant him more control than that. And that's all I have to say about the Houston Rockets. And now what we've all been waiting for, Zachary Griffith on the Cleveland Cavaliers. They got Jared Allen and Torian Prince two of Dylan Hughes's favorite players who I would say that is favorite in different contexts. <laughs> um, Zach, why do you want to attack the Cleveland Cavaliers? Well, I have two things to say before I destroy the franchise. Uh, Caleb, 
with your Jessica Simpson analogy. You had Taylor Swift sitting right in front of you, and you didn't do anything about it. Okay. Uh, Dylan, why didn't you name your book Shut Up and Listen? <laughs> I failed you. I failed you as an editor. Uh, <laughs> that's too good. Hey, man, we got we got plenty of time to write books. Don't worry about it. <laughs> hey, that's your competition. Dylan Fertitta. <laughs> I right. feel like he was just selling more than Tillman for TNI. I'll help him uh, pay his bills. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, the Cavs, it's like a it's like a revolving door of miscellaneous big men, especially near the bottom. I mean, you got Larry Nance, who what what he he's living off dad. Uh JaVale McGee had a nice run with the Lakers, I guess. I haven't heard from him since. Uh Thon Maker. He was waived. Okay. Uh, good. That's He deserves to be waived. Uh, Jared yes. Allen, as Bryce said, wasting away on the Nets. Oh, my gosh. Uh, not wasting away. They were actually playing him, but playing behind DeAndre Jordan, that's, that's kind of a joke. Andre Drummond, we know what he is at this point. Uh, Kevin Love, uh, just cashing checks. Just cashing checks. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what the Cavs are doing. They're they're morphing <laughs> into a G League team. Uh, I don't know. You know, Kobe Altman, maybe he belongs in the G League as a GM. I don't know. But I, I don't know what the Cavs are doing. This is just horrible. It's horrible management. It's like, yeah, we'll take your contracts. Give it to us. I just I don't I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. They're they're going to be irrelevant until LeBron buys the team when he retires. They're going to be irrelevant. Caleb Blaine, you are one of you are the Running Hook Network's foremost expert on all things young players. How do you like the fit with Cleveland's young core of Jared Allen? And you could throw Torian Prince in there, although Dylan wouldn't. But how do you how do you like the Jared Allen fit for the Cavaliers? I mean, I really like it. I, the only concern that I do have, you know, and, and I know I believe Bryce has mentioned this is the idea of, of Drummond still being there. I mean, it, it does worry me a little bit uh, because I do think that you would have to start uh, Drummond. Uh, but but I, I if, if they decide to move off of Drummond, if a team comes at the deadline, I think he's going to be really good for them. I, he fits that. He fits that culture. I think that's going to that's going to really surprise some people. I mean, look, I mean, Alex, I mentioned this to you and you did your draft previews. I really like Okoro. I think he's a really uh, potentially nice uh, fit, you know, and then you got Sexton and Garland who, who I think are going to be great in the Sex long line. term. They're starting to, they're starting to figure it out. <laughs> um, trying to buy trees and, now. Well, yeah, yeah. But, but in all seriousness, <laughs> I, I think Allen is a player. The, the thing I've always noticed about the Cavs, uh, and why I think Jared Allen's going to be really good for them is every player on the Cavs has to have the ball in order to be the most effective player. And Jared Allen doesn't have to have the ball to be the most effective player. He can help out on defense. He can be the anchor that this team really needs. And he just fits in with everybody else. So I, I really like that uh, for them in the long term. I, it was a very underrated part of the trade, uh, but it, it's worth it. I mean, he's a good young player. All right, I'm going to go to Dylan because this is this is what I've wanted to hear all night. So first of all, you gave Jared Allen a lot of love on the last Alex and Dylan Basketball Power Hour. You also gave Tori and Prince a lot of hate. So really, I'm going to let you choose. Which which avenue do you want to pursue? Do you want to give Jared Allen praise or do you want to rip Tori and Prince to shreds once again? Hang on, I'm making the funeral arrangements for Tori and Prince right now. <laughs> Listen, I've done my damage to Tori and Prince, okay? He's... He's the world is going to see who he is. Actually, they won't because he's on the Cavs and no one cares. About <laughs> oh, so, man. I'm going to let him slowly wither away on his own. Um, but Jared Allen, okay. So you could take the Zach Griffith approach and, and kill them because, yes, half of their roster is big men. But let, let, let's be forward thinking here, people, okay. They just acquired the best center on their roster. So screw everyone else. Andre Drummond, fuck him. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, what? Oh. That like Zach. Oh, that's my line. Wow. Listen, he had one good year in Detroit. And ever since then, it's, he's been worthless to me. It is a crossover. Um, JaVale McGee, champion. Okay. He's, he's fine. 
Uh, Larry Nance, yeah, you know, LOL. he's making money. He's making some good money. LOL. Just leave it at that. He can Larry dunk. Nance, because he can dunk. Hold on, hold on. The Larry Nance, y'all need to ch- cool it on Larry Nance. He's been good this year. Uh, he's okay. Been okay. Uh, even you, Dylan Hughes, you need to cool it on. On Larry Nance, God damn it! I think Dylan got a thing against all stars who had one good year in his opinion. <laughs> <laughs> that that's something we could look into for sure. That's, um, that's at the next therapist appointment. Yeah, Kevin Love. You know, Kevin Love. Like, are we sure he's not purposefully injuring himself at this point? I I think he might be. He I think he's gonna injure himself until he gets through the touch because. <laughs> He's he's not going to get traded at this point. I mean, he's 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 going to be sitting in his nice little mansion watching definitely not the Cavs on TV. Um, but listen, man, Jared Allen's the best big man on this roster. And, and what did they what did they give up for him? A very low first round pick and Dante Exum. I mean, okay. that's a that's a trade you make every time. And listen, he's probably going to lead the league in blocks at this point with the perimeter defense they've got going on there. I mean, they're they're going to be funneling ball handlers to this dude. Merciless. And and he's gotten plenty of practice in Brooklyn because Brooklyn's perimeter defense isn't great either. So <laughs> I, I think uh, you know, no Jared thanks to Torian Allen, Prince. <laughs> Torian Mouse, Prince Mouse is, Turner. <laughs> well. You know, no need to open that can of worms, Jeremiah. Yeah. No need. We we're, see y'all the blocks he getting, and they perimeter defense just got worse. I'm gonna. <laughs> that's a good idea, Zach. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a whole other podcast. But that listen, is... like you know, I, I understand. I understand where Zach's coming from, but like Jared Allen is a very good player. They didn't have to give up that much for him. So, the Torian Prince part aside, uh, I think it's a, a great trade for them. Um, Devin or JD, I'll let I'll let you guys choose which one of you wants to answer this. But Drummond is on the trading block, and I, I hate to say it because I rip on him all the time. But Drummond's been pretty good this year. So again, JD or Devin, I'll I'll let you two litigate which one of you want to answer. But where could you see a possible Drummond destination being? I give it to you, Devin. I was gonna give it to you. <laughs> uh, hot potato. Oh, I have a great destination. I, got, I have a great destination. It's called free agency. Oh! oh. Wow. That's cool. Oh. That's probably also no, fair. No, no, no. Real talk, I though. I honestly... Oh. No idea. No idea. No idea. I don't fair. know if he could use his services. <laughs> uh, old, I mean, he's he's a... If this was the 90s, sure. I, I just don't know what to do with it, man. My thoughts exactly. Prior to this season, I said Boston. But they picked up Tristan Thompson. Are they just going to switch him out now? Put Tristan back in Cleveland where he spent his whole career? I don't don't know. Um, Worst thing come to worst, we can always depend on New York to trade for him. Zach would love that. The the Knicks comedy club. Mute myself. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great bit. He should do, you should do this more often on Battleground yeah, and Cinema. You know, this is this is really good, Zach. You know, this is this is great. <laughs> it's a great bit. Dylan, what's your what's your drum and destination? Oh, oh, you already know, Alex. We have we have had the pleasure of watching this team a oh, handful no. of times. Our Washington Wizards. Oh, oh my god. Oh no. no. <laughs> I'd rather see him in Toronto. Oh no! Toronto actually wouldn't be a <laughs> Toronto would be a good fit actually, JD. But because they need they need center, but I don't know. Yeah, that'd be better than Washington. Can we bury Scott Brooks, please? Can we just bury him? We already did. All right, did we, good. Dylan? I don't remember if we totally roasted him, but a lineup of have. a lineup of Ish Smith, Hal Neto, and Russell Westbrook in the year 2021. No, sir. <laughs> no, sir. That was the worst lineup I've ever seen. Um, of course, this ends up on Washington Wizards talk. I think we touched on just about every angle from this trade, and I think we made it just about an hour, guys. I think this is a really good pod. I thought for it being seven seven of us, 
we did a pretty good job. Um, Zach Griffith, Griffith Bryce Shaddy, Shaddy, and Jay and Hall, Hall on the battleground. I don't know when they're coming back, but this I guess this could be counted as an episode of the battleground. Oh, oh no, oh no, stay tuned, stay tuned. This yeah. next episode, yeah, I oh, got right. so much to say. Right, that's right. We got Ryan Gregory. Um, speaking of Ryan Gregory, triple option pass, college football final just Shout happened out. this last Monday. And then, um, Devin, you guys wanted to do coaching searches next, right? I believe that's I believe that's where you wanted to go with it. Yeah, once they pop off. But I was gonna say we we got to do one of, another one of these get-togethers for the Super Bowl, man. I think that'd be a great oh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh hell! Well, we know some people won't. Hey, now talk you're to getting the into insanity territory first, man. And Coming into insanity territory. Speaking of insanity, Caleb Blinn hopped off, but I believe there's going to be a mega insanity tomorrow night. Two episodes where uh, with uh with Bryce and Zach again. You know, great duo. It would be Dylan, but Dylan and I unfortunately have have our regular episode to record. And tomorrow, we are going to be covering the Hornets, who are incredibly fun. Um. What other teams are we doing? We're doing the Thunder, who are, eh, and then we're doing the Nuggets, who have been <laughs> kind of a, a train wreck this week. But they played Katie, so that's not really their fault. They played Katie before the trade, but like you were saying, Dylan. So I think in Circle City Cinema, I am going to be on Circle City Cinema this weekend. Uh-oh. We're going to be we're going to be doing the first episode of Wandavision. So ah, we're gonna watch that. Get a little TV, huh? Wandavision, yep. baby. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. MCU action. <laughs> Right. It. <laughs> It'll be a great first episode. Um, fact, go check out Facts and Stats by JD Hall. It sounds like Bryce Shaddy and and Mrs. Shaddy will be on there soon. Is that what is that? How I hear that right on one of the last episodes of the Battleground? Uh, it's, Rumors it's, it's swirling. It's, 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 yeah. it's work in progress. I still gotta uh fine tune some things. A lot of stuff been coming up, but that that's definitely a possibility. Me and Bryce discussed. And then uh, go check out Heavy Pockets by Dylan Hughes and also go buy his goddamn book. I can never remember the name of it. Dylan Hughes, what is the name of your book? From One Young Soul to Another or Soon to Be Named, Shut Up and Listen Part 2. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Before we go, I threatened violence, I believe, two episodes ago. And I'm going to do it again. If you don't buy Dylan Hughes's book, this, this is what I'm going to do to you, okay? I'm going to come to your house. I will, I'll have a carton of eggs, right? I will make you think I'm going to egg your house. And then I'll pull a wrench out of my back pocket and throw it through your front window. That is what I'm going to do if you don't buy Dylan Hughes's book. And I'll, I'll even, I'll be nice. I'll carry a couple copies of the book for the people I throw the wrench into their house. And I'll just throw the book in there. But then you better buy the goddamn thing. You better give me $5, even though I'll owe you a lot of money and be on the run from the police. That has nothing to do with it. The Running Hook Network content is so amazing. Um, I want to thank all of you guys for joining me. This was such a fun episode. Shout out Caleb Lynn. He's not on the end, but um, this is, this has been a fun episode and we should do this more often. We can't because some people don't want to talk to people from the battleground. <laughs> hey, I got, I got one more thing, AB for the listeners. Stop what you're doing. Go check out the Houston Rockets Twitter account, taking shots, building chemistry, wasting no time. Incredible. What a heat content. check incredible content um again i just want to thank you thank you so much for listening this has been a great episode